Welcome to Current Radio's Science Station. Please enjoy today's selection of science news. Charlotte, I've got some out-of-this-world news for you today. Oh, Diego, you and your puns, but do tell, what's this interstellar scoop? Well, scientists have made a groundbreaking discovery about the interior structure of Mars. Wait, are we talking about the same Mars? The red one? That's the fourth planet from the sun? That's the one. It turns out seismic waves from a meteorite impact have revealed a previously unknown layer of molten rock surrounding Mars's core. A meteorite impact? You mean like a space rock hit Mars and scientists were able to get data from that? Exactly. The impact occurred on the opposite side of Mars from where NASA's InSight lander was located. The resulting seismic waves gave scientists a unique look at the planet's deep interior. So this molten layer, how significant is it? Well, it's about 150 kilometers thick, and it sits at the bottom of the mantle. That's the interior portion of the planet. This finding has led scientists to revise their understanding of Mars's core, which is smaller and denser than previously thought. That's fascinating. But how does this compare to our home planet, Earth? Good question. Unlike Mars, Earth doesn't have a molten layer around its core. Also, the Martian core is made up of iron, nickel, and lighter elements, such as sulfur, oxygen, carbon, and hydrogen. So, in a way, Mars is similar yet so different from Earth. Precisely, Charlotte. And these findings are all thanks to the InSight mission, which sadly was retired last year. Well, it seems InSight has left quite a legacy. I can't wait to see what other secrets Mars holds. After all, as Henry Samuel said, planets are rich in complex systems. Absolutely, Charlotte. And who knows what other discoveries await us in the vast expanse of the cosmos. From the vast expanse of the cosmos, we now bring our attention back to our own planet, specifically to one of its most vital and diverse ecosystems. As we marvel at the mysteries of Mars, we mustn't forget the pressing issues closer to home. Let's dive into the alarming situation unfolding in the Amazon rainforest. Charlotte, there's a pressing issue we need to discuss today. It's the unprecedented drought that's gripping the Amazon rainforest. You're right, Diego. Recent reports have shown that a portion of the Negro River in the Amazon shrunk to its lowest level in 120 years. And it's not just the water levels that are worrying. Even the lake temperatures are rising dangerously. Indeed, Charlotte. In Lake Tefe, the temperature reached close to 40 degrees Celsius, leading to the death of over 150 river dolphins. Clearly, climate change is a significant factor but there are other causes as well. Absolutely, Diego. Luciana Gatti, a climate change researcher, has highlighted three main causes. The first is deforestation, which is killing the rainforest's resilience and turning it into a drier, hotter place. And while deforestation in the Brazilian Amazon has dropped this year, it follows years of record destruction. Agribusiness is largely to blame here, with ranchers and farmers clearing trees to expand Brazil's agricultural area. This has led to about 20% of the Amazon rainforest being deforested and another 40% degraded. The second factor is the onset of an El Nino climate pattern this year. This phenomenon alters precipitation patterns, causing dry air in the north, where the rainforest lies, and damp air in the south. As a result, while Uruguay is currently being slammed by heavy rains, northern and northeast Brazil are experiencing their lowest precipitation levels in 40 years. And this dry air is adding to the harsh conditions. It's facilitating the burning of trees by those clearing the rainforest. 
Erica Berenguer, an ecosystems researcher, experienced this firsthand when she visited the town of Belterra in September. The air was so filled with smoke that she had to evacuate for 10 days. The third factor is an unusual warming of the water in the northern Atlantic Ocean. This warming has shifted the intertropical convergence zone north, taking the storms with it away from northern Brazil. And all this adds up to a record-setting year for the Amazon. The rainforest has experienced dry spells in the past, but severe droughts are becoming more frequent. It's a visible pattern, with extreme droughts occurring in 1912, 1925, 1983, 1987, 1998, 2016, and now 2023. And the worst part is, the current El Nino is just getting started. There's a 90% likelihood that it will persist at least until the end of April. And if the sea surface temperature in the tropical Pacific reaches 2.5 degrees Celsius higher than average, we might even see a super El Nino. This could be catastrophic for the Amazon rainforest, which is already battered by deforestation and a warming and drying climate. The forest's tipping point is coming closer, and it's coming quick. The situation is indeed dire, and it's a stark reminder of the urgent need for collective action to combat climate change and protect our planet's precious ecosystems. From the alarming environmental changes in the Amazon rainforest, we now turn our attention to a more hopeful note. Harnessing the power of technology for the well-being of our planet, we delve into the fascinating world of how your social media posts could play a significant role in preserving biodiversity. Stay tuned to discover how the pictures you click could potentially be a game-changer in conservation efforts. Charlotte, did you know that your social media posts could potentially help improve biodiversity conservation? Really, Diego, how does that work? Well, Dr. Shawan Chowdhury and his team from UQ's School of the Environment have been using images from Facebook nature photography groups in Bangladesh to enhance the Global Biodiversity Information Facility database. That's quite innovative. So they're using social media to fill in the gaps in their database? Exactly. They've found photos of almost 1,000 animal species, including many that are considered threatened in Bangladesh. This has significantly improved habitat mapping in a country where only 4.6% of land is designated as protected. That's quite remarkable. So they've essentially crowdsourced conservation data. But how reliable is this data? Good question. Dr. Chowdhury believes this could change the way scientists gather biodiversity information, especially in regions with a lack of structured monitoring. In fact, they've identified more high-priority areas for conservation, spanning thousands of square kilometers for birds and butterflies. That's a game-changer, Diego. And it's not just limited to Bangladesh, right? I believe Australia is using social media posts to track pest species. Yes, you're right. For example, they've tracked the movement and colonization status of a South Asian butterfly that entered Australia in 2012. The data showed that it expanded at about 135 kilometers per year between 2012 and 2020. It's amazing how technology can aid in conservation efforts. But I can imagine it's a tedious task to manually collect this data from social media. Indeed, and that's why Professor Richard Fuller from UQ suggests that there's a big opportunity for social media companies to automate this process. They're hoping for the development of an app that can transfer biodiversity data posted on Facebook directly to global biodiversity databases. That would be a great step forward. 
So next time we're out in nature and spot an interesting species, we should remember that our social media posts could contribute to important scientific research. Absolutely, Charlotte. Every little bit helps when it comes to conservation. From the intriguing ways we're using technology to aid in conservation, let's now turn our gaze skywards. It seems that mysteries aren't just limited to our earthbound endeavors. There's a fascinating puzzle unfolding in the avian world, one that takes us on a journey beyond our own planet. Stay tuned as we delve into the enigma of migrating birds and their puzzling detours. Charlotte, you know I love a good mystery. And today, we're unraveling one that's literally out of this world. It's about our feathered friends, the migrating birds, and their puzzling detours. Ah, the enigma of the avian world. Yes, Diego, I remember the reports of rare birds like red-breasted flycatchers showing up in unexpected places. Quite a head-scratcher for ornithologists, wasn't it? Indeed, and it's not just about a few lost birds. We're talking about significant numbers, like the event in the UK in 1958. And the weather was perfect, so storms were ruled out. But now, scientists have a new theory. Wait, don't tell me. It's aliens, isn't it? Ha, huh, not quite, but it is extraterrestrial in nature. It's space weather. Apparently, solar flares and the like can disrupt Earth's magnetic field, which birds use for navigation. So it's like their GPS gets scrambled? That's fascinating. And it's not just birds, right? Whales, turtles, and fish also navigate using magnetic fields. Exactly. Now, there's a study by Eric Golson Castillo from the University of Michigan that shows how these space disturbances affect bird migration. He found a significant decrease in bird migration numbers during high geomagnetic disturbance. It seems the birds become hesitant to migrate when Earth's magnetic field is altered by space weather. That's really intriguing. So, if the birds do decide to migrate during these disturbances, they behave differently? Yes. They tend to drift where the wind pushes them, which is unusual. This behavior could lead them off course and make them vagrants, found far outside their expected range. That's quite a revelation. But why is this effect more pronounced during the fall migration? Well, it's believed that it could be because the fall migration includes a lot of juvenile birds. They're on their first migratory journey, and their internal GPS might not be as well-tuned as that of the older birds. But the exact reason isn't clear yet. It's amazing how much we're still learning about these creatures we share our planet with. And it's even more fascinating that the answer to some of these mysteries might lie beyond our own world. Absolutely, Charlotte. As the saying goes, the more we learn, the more we realize how much we don't know. And in this case, it's not just about our world, but also about the universe beyond.